Uh, my name is Tim, and here's my clap. Dana. Matt. Rory. Diana. Wonderful. Perfect. Perfect. Okay, ready to we go? Don't actually, we don't actually need that to sync the audio. We just like to start every podcast <laughs> like that. Syncing everybody on the same page. Yeah, we you like know? to get the psychological edge on the guest. <laughs> like, wow, I feel like I really capped that clap. It didn't, didn't have a good clip to it at all. Oh, I had that one time where it was like a little... You know, and I was embarrassed yeah. for the rest of the week. Yeah. <laughs> like, I, I, I clap like a girl. <laughs> one time, uh, one time, I was hosting at Rumors, and I think it was K. Trevor Wilson was recording his album. Oh yeah. And the guy who was recording it, it wasn't the time you recorded it, Tim. The guy who was recording it said, "Can you get a clap in there before we record? It would really help me out." I was like, "Yeah, I'll work it in. People won't even know I'm doing the clap." So I was like. <laughs> All right, everybody. How'd you like that? And totally missed. What? <laughs> <laughs> like, like this? Like you? Yeah, yeah, I totally missed. And then it was so like they people just saw me do a weird thing, <laughs> like just cross your hands. Did yeah. you explain it? No, no, because the whole idea was to get the clap in there nonchalant. Perfect. I feel like even if you nailed the clap, that's not nonchalant. Yeah, yeah. It was a bad plan. Yeah. Well, you don't need to be able to clap to listen to this podcast. It's rounding out the middle of March. We got episode nine, season two of the Hunks Podcast. Welcome! Are you enjoying yourself? Welcome to you and to everyone. Welcome to you and yours. You and yours. Um, this podcast, of course, is brought to you by the uh, What a Big Comedy Festival, as well as Stay at Home Manitoba grant program, and which makes uh, this podcast entirely possible. It is the fuel in the tank that we burn, baby burn. Uh, safe today. at home, but not stay at home. But yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. I love. I love how about <laughs> six weeks in, you could tell Tim put his notes away and was like, I got it. Don't worry. I got this committed to memory. That's Stay at home, Grant program. <laughs> Stay at home, Steve. Uh, my name is, of course, Tim. I'm Dana. I'm Matt. I'm Rory. And today on the podcast, we are so excited to uh, have this person on the show. They are a winner of a Canadian Screen Award uh, 2020. Also, their dog is probably more successful in film than I'll ever be. Give it up for <laughs> Diana Francis. Hello, Hi, Diana. Diana. everybody. Hey, hey, I wish I... Oh, my dog's in the other room. I should have brought him in. I generally bring him <laughs> into everything I do. Oh, I mean, it would be great to get a cameo at some point, but... <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, I'll, well, I'll send you. A, I'll send you a picture. Yeah. yeah. Yes, please. Great. I don't so, think we can pay his rates. So. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Listen. After he did Shit's Creek, it was like Jesus. That is a high maintenance mutt. <laughs> <laughs> I was gonna ask. Did, did did your dog get an Emmy as well? Was that one of the Emmys? That they want. You know, if there hadn't have been the travel restriction, mm. um, he for sure would have been down there. Yeah. Uh, imagine. But uh, yeah, no, he was in the season two finale of, of Shit's Creek where he got, um, uh, he has this thing where he, when he, whenever you meet my dog, he's a golden retriever. Um, and if you need, if you're listening to this podcast and you're wondering what I look like, 
just picture a golden retriever. <laughs> um, and he has this thing where he, when he meets new people, he just shoves his face right between your thighs. Not the crotch. He's not going for the crotch. Yeah. He's just going right between the thighs. And then he kind of sits there for a second and goes, <sighs> like, <laughs> like, I'm home, guys. <laughs> and so... In the in the Schitt's Creek scene, I was basically just a glorified extra because he got hired, and mm-hmm. uh, the vet and uh, uh, Alexa Alexis came around the corner, and you know the vet is talking to her about some party that they're going to, and then uh, you know it goes to kind of like check out Hunter, and Hunter just immediately shoves his face right. <laughs> in his face. It's like. Oh. God, I hope that stays in the cut. <laughs> <laughs> now, is he trained uh, for film? Act? Like, is he a trained film acting dog, or or do you no, just learn it in the streets? He's just super. Yeah, he's just a self-taught. Street, streetwise. <laughs> <laughs> self-taught. Self-taught. You know, he just he just Meisner. Yeah, Stan is Posky. Stan is. I actually took him. He was in Vancouver with me when, um, uh, you know, four years ago when Trump got elected for the first time and we had that huge mm. women's march. Big yeah. parade, big and celebration. Like, big celebration. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, this is a really bad place to take a dog who oh. likes to shove his face in crotches <laughs> <laughs> to a women's march about Me Too issues. Yeah. <laughs> so it's not, I gotta go home. <laughs> <laughs> gives new meaning to the pussy hats that people are hey! wearing yeah. <laughs> are those p- pussy hats commercially available does anybody know i feel like they kind of came and went yeah yeah i, I feel like it was just that. for the women's march yeah, yeah. Fair. That's fair and then people went without the context of the women's march <laughs> i'm a little uncomfortable wearing this yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, so you're originally from Vancouver, is that right? I am, yes. Yeah. Born and raised in Vancouver. Um, nice. Cut my cut my comedy chops in Vancouver, and then moved to Toronto because that's where television is written, mostly. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> are, are you still in Toronto, or you you go back and forth a little bit? Uh, I do. I, I still go back and forth quite a bit. Um, it started. I was going back and forth originally for work um, when yeah. I was working on Corner Gas Animated because right. the um, the show was writing back there. Um, and uh, now I just travel back and forth because I'm very clever and I started dating a guy who works for an airline. Oh, and nice. I can't recommend that enough. Free <laughs> flights? Yeah. You know, your flight companion, it's pretty cheap. It, nice. uh, Did you just hang out a, at the airport? And <laughs> oh, yeah. Just, just, it's, all, it's all standby all the time. <laughs> yeah, uh, but yeah, it's yeah. actually, you know, he lives in Calgary, so it's a terrible time to be in uh. a long-distance relationship with somebody oh. with flight benefits when you can't fly anywhere and it's a pandemic. Uh, yeah. 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 So. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> so not going back and forth as much, but I do love Vancouver. No. My heart's in Vancouver. I, you know, I, I, I enjoy Toronto, but I'm very much a West Coast gal. Yeah. yeah. It's... It's so hard to beat the beauty of Vancouver. Like we were lucky enough to do a couple shows out there, and uh, I think I went out there in maybe 2010 for on a quick uh, road trip thing. But uh, yeah, every time we got to go out there, I'd just be walking down the streets gasping at like the beauty <laughs> of the mountains. <laughs> oh, you got a mountain day. See, that's good. Yes, so this, clear, so, clear yeah. mountain day. Yeah. The problem is that most people from the prairies or beyond, anywhere further east have with vancouver is when it's not that 
Yeah. It is cloudy and drizzle, and it can be like 60 days of rain. Mm-hmm. And it kills your soul if you're not, if you're not built for it. Mm, yeah. I'm built for it. I can totally handle that. I yeah. would rather that than this is my first winter in Toronto, the whole winter that I'm staying because I have no choice. Right. Uh, and, oh, God damn it. When it gets down to minus 40 with a wind chill, yeah. I don't care how blue the sky is. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I don't care. I just, I just want some, I just want some moist two degree rain. That's yeah. All I want. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We, cause we're, um, in Winnipeg, it's, it's, <laughs> we always say it's a dry cold, but it is minus 40. But it, the cold in Toronto, when it's raining cold, it's like it gets inside of your goddamn craw, you know? Yeah. It just, mm. and it doesn't leave. Mm-hmm. I, yeah. I can't. It's very rude. It's very yeah. rude. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But, you know, Winnipeg, I used to, I used to come out to Winnipeg, uh, how I know Dean Jenkinson, which is uh-huh. how you guys got introduced to me, because none of you know me. You don't know me. No, this is we're fun, get, right? We're getting to this know you. This is we're great. We're getting to know, know you. Yeah. Exactly. Um, uh, I used to work for CBC Radio um, as a producer on um, uh, uh, not the opera, definitely not the opera. Oh, um, right. yeah. that was here with... Then that, that's was, right. that was there. So twice a year, I'd have to come out to Winnipeg. I was the Vancouver producer. Oh, and so twice a year I'd have to come out to Van- to Winnipeg for these little you know kind of week long conferences, yeah. and it was either in the dead of winter, <laughs> where it was minus forty, and I'm staying in that uh, uh, hotel above the Greyhound, uh, across the street from the CBC. It's like oh around the yeah, corner. That, yeah, that's a Holiday Inn, I think, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, yeah. Oh, it's not nice. Right. <laughs> yeah. Oh no. 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 Uh, or. It'd be dead of winter, or I'd be there in like the height of summer. Yeah. Ooh, both are tough di- times. Both are very. They're not. I guys. I I feel like I need to go to Winnipeg in spring because I don't have nice things to say about Winnipeg. It's uh-huh. also not great. Okay, yeah. no, 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 no. We're it's a, a lot big, of dust. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> the whole city's covered in rocks and and silt, and it's gray and. But you know what? Winnipeg is a transitional city. It's like right around the corner, things are going to be just <laughs> fine. <Yeah. laughs> We're very optimistic people. Yeah. 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 Well, you kind of have to be. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. We take our blessings when we get them. They don't yeah. come often. No. But I, uh, yeah, I think, I'd take, I think I would take the cold over the uh, rain for sure. I think oh, I'm yeah. built for that more, mm. more so. And when, uh, there's all sorts of winter activities you can do out here. Like I just started skijorning this winter. No, you keep adding an end. There's no end. Skijoring. 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 I have oh, that bookshelf oh. from Ikea. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Let yes. me see if I can figure out what it is. Say it Kay. again. Skijoring. Skijoring. Okay, the ska could either be um, skiing or skidooing. Yeah. Or ska. <laughs> ska. <laughs> Just busting out some good old fashioned words of ska. Pick it up, pick it up. And the, the joring. What is that? Joring. The joring really doesn't come from anything. He's I don't wearing, think. He's oh. wearing jorts. Yeah. Are you enjoying yourself? That, that's a stretch. Skijoring. So it's uh it's skiing while um while 
I, I don't even have anything for the George. Worse, That's not even a word. It's not even part of a word. <laughs> it's skiing with somebody named George. <laughs> yeah, be a George. Yeah, with George Trombley. You're skiing with George, George Trombley. <laughs> he's pulling you. He's he's wearing a harness. I'm your boyfriend. <laughs> it really helps. It really helps pass the winter months. Have <laughs> George Trombley around. <laughs> what is skijoring? Skijoring is uh, basically where you go cross country skiing, but you're. Uh, you're being pulled by a dog. So it's like, it's like a, you know, like a dog sled type situation. Yeah. But then you remove this sled and you just put a couple skis on your feet. And, and it's, it's just, just one, one dog. Right. right. And one dog. Yeah. And why is it not called skidogging? Yeah. Because <laughs> <laughs> that would be too easy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Right. Or dog skiing. Dog like. Ski. Right. Well, that's when you put the skis on the dog. That's true. That's true. And then you got to push the glasses that fit the dog. <laughs> oh, put it scar. in the vest. Oh yeah. What if what if George Strombolo? What if what if you're strapped to George Strombolopoulos? Okay. He's yeah. pulling you through the snow. Yeah. 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 <laughs> like, right, and he's on his back and he's like a sled. <laughs> and you're sitting on him. <laughs> and you only and he probably poops less while he's skiing so okay <laughs> that's nice you don't have to pick it up I feel like that's more of a Gian Gameshi uh, <laughs> yeah. um, skijioning skijioning <laughs> uh, that sounds like fun um, I yeah. don't think my dog would be able to do it because my dog gets um, the snow in its paws so it would get some good it oh. would get it going, yeah. and then it would suddenly the dog. You know, your 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 mode of transportation would suddenly stop and chew snow <laughs> out of its paw. Yeah, I think you'd have wax. to have a stick and dangle some thighs in front of them. Right, <laughs> mm-hmm. D- dangle some thighs. Yeah, yeah for him to stick, stick his nose in. <laughs> I see. Okay, I'm like. I see. Dangle okay. some thighs. Reincorporating my own joke earlier. That's right. All right. Thank you for clarifying. I'm, I'm using your own medicine against you. I was picturing raw chicken thighs. Yeah, yeah me too. Yeah. So much fun. Slap it together. Disembodied thighs. <laughs> um, You're right. Would I would rather questions. that. I would rather that than this than the rain as well. If the. That's <laughs> <laughs> nice. Although I like the idea of calling um, skiing with someone. Just I'm I'm skitimming today because I'm skiing with Tim. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. That's a fun way of putting it. <laughs> That's very funny. And so you've actually done this. Yeah, we did, I did it all winter. So back in, in September, uh, we adopted a, a dog. Her name is Aunt Peggy. And uh, yeah, she's a former sled dog from up north Manitoba. Okay, and, so that helps. Because uh, it's not good if you have yeah. like a chihuahua. No. Yeah. <laughs> Need a whole fleet of them. Yeah. <laughs> Need like 50 chihuahuas. Yeah. 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 <laughs> that would be fun. Yeah, sorry. I'm just imagining that. I like that. Yeah, let's let the listener just imagine fifty chihuahuas pulling. Although chihuahuas are like often so vicious, I feel mm-hmm. like they would just eat each other. Yeah, <laughs> start yapping at each other the whole time. Yeah. It just becomes one of those dust clouds, like in a cartoon. Yeah. <laughs> also very cute. Yeah. Speaking of George Jumbalopoulos, you uh, worked on the hour, didn't you? I did. Yeah. If that show ever went over, was it time and a half or was... (laughs) 
<laughs> they're pretty good at bringing it in in an hour. <laughs> yeah, yeah, they they really did. And then they got chopped down to half an hour. Oh no! Did it really? Yeah, yeah I did. Because uh, um, I think it was like a year after I got hired in 2008 when the re- show, and then the, the recession hit. Oh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I was like, oh, shit. Um, but then I think it was like two seasons. Yeah, the, the season after that, or one more after that, they yeah they got they went down to a half an hour and changed the time slot. Oh. Um, it, but that was fun. I really I, I did really love that job. Mm-hmm. Huh. I'm interested to know what your um, what your path into television writing was like. Like, do you know what I mean? Like, how did how did you get your foot in that door? You know, it's so funny. Um, I wish that there was a way with with what we do for a living where you could tell people this is the path that you do if you right want now. to learn how to write for television. Yeah. You know, you want to become a lawyer. You want to become a doctor. It's like do this, go to school, totally. learn these things, take this yeah. test, intern here, boom, you're the, you're the thing you want to be. Yeah. yeah. But there, it just, uh, there's no straight line that can be um, replicated by two people to get yeah. into mm-hmm. the television industry. So the way, that, the way that mine happened, I started in Vancouver as an improviser. I started at the Vancouver Theatre Sports League. Yeah. And uh, improv really quickly led to sketch because um, I left... I left theater sports and was producing a Monday night improv show at the same venue where Brent Butt was doing a Tuesday night stand-up show in Vancouver at the ah, Yeah, I was oh, going to so, ask wow. about that. I, a Graham Clark past guest has told us many stories of like just how wild that venue was and the, those shows were just packed and so fun. So fun. So we had Monday night. Cool. They had Tuesday night, and they were they were equally as fun and successful and yeah. and crazy and bonding. Um, and we so we sort of realized form or long form or what, what kind the of first the first half would be sort of the up and we, we weren't really trying to train people how to do improv, but right. we had a first half that was more kind of up and coming newcomers. Oh, cool. And the show would either be hosted by myself or Roman Danilo. We were the two producers of the show. Oh, wow. And so one of us would host it and mm-hmm. we would we would put the first half people through short form yeah. and then we would take a break. And then the second half was all long form and it was just all theater sports alumni and current players so it was just all right. of our friends just fucking around and having a good time and nice. kind of coming up with our own style and our own edits and playing our, with the format as you went sort of thing yeah we kind of just we we That's just fun. St- we did edits by just yelling new scene because we had such oh, a fun. We, it was it was such a weird venue that you couldn't do your typical long form like right. crossovers like that second city crossover style yeah yeah it just wasn't room if you did that you'd end up um like barreling into the women's bathroom because the women's bathroom <laughs> door was right by the stage. Yeah. So there just wasn't room. So we would just literally do an audio, like an audio cue of like, somebody says something funny, that's the button on the scene, new scene, and then somebody oh. else starts. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Um, and we really quickly started falling into a pattern of finding like really funny reoccurring characters and um, the audience started to get to know some of our reoccurring characters. So we started... Doing some sketch, yeah, and did some fringe shows. We, so our sketch group was called Canadian Content, and it was many of the same people who did um, Urban Improv. And then we started going to you know the Chicago Sketch Fest, San Francisco yeah. Sketch Fest. We opened for David Cross and Bob Odenkirk when they came into town, <coughs> oh, which was no just way. Cool. Holy yeah, shit! Wow. Yeah. Um, and uh, let me just cross that off one of my two truths and a lie. <laughs> <laughs> um, and writing for sketch really round about that same time, um, 
I, th- I think one of the funnest things about this industry is you just don't know where a gig is going to take you. Yeah. yeah. And it's why I think you should be open to anything, especially in your early years when you're just building your building your networking base and you're building your your skills and your you know those first yeah. 10 years of doing comedy. Yeah. Say yes to fucking everything. Even if it's a shit gig, you never know what it's going to turn into. Yeah. Even if it's a shit gig, yeah. it's going to be a great story. I got free yeah. tacos um, once. It was... Honestly, so <laughs> he still talks about it unreal yeah. so i had picked up a gig where um there was a show called basic black on cbc radio hosted by arthur ba- black and they were doing a live show and they wanted some sort of star wars theme sketch and they ha- they they called richard side who oh, no is yeah, eventually uh, the, the producer of the debaters right. yeah so he, richard side was supposed to write this sketch and then he couldn't do it so he handed it off to roman danilo <laughs> Huh. And then Roman brought me in because he didn't want to do it alone. So now Roman and I are supposed to write and perform this sketch live. And yeah. then Roman bails. And I'm like, oh, my gosh. <laughs> oh. So I bring in a really dear friend of mine, Drew McCready. And um, we end up writing and doing this sketch live. It goes well. And the producer of Basic Black also produced a show called Richardson's Roundup, which was a, 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 like a storytelling. Like people would kind of people people would call in and and not even tell stories but just like weird tangents that would then for the next episode create more tangents like well you know if you really want to fix your um your car if your if your timing belt goes you know i used a pair of pantyhose and then all of a sudden the next episode is talking about weird uses for pantyhose things like that right? (laughs) right so she brought us in to write um a weekly sketch that was sort of taking the piss out of whatever the best call was of the week and we oh, called yeah. it great Cana- we called it great canadian achievers where we made it almost like a um uh, a heritage moment nice. about ah. so we would take that story of uh uh you know a pantyhose somebody saving their car with pantyhose to make a timing belt and we would yeah. turn that into a sketch nice. and the very first episode that we wrote the producer sent it into the new york radio awards and we won the top honors for um radio sketch oh, wow. we were like, holy fuck and we got nominated for a writers guild award we were like what oh, <laughs> like, that was our first gig that got us our writers guild status right. and we were like jesus christ <laughs> so that kind of got me in the door into cbc radio and yeah. then i i think because canada's inherently lazy once they know you as something <laughs> um they're like great you're the funny sketch writer from vancouver and there were vancouver has a really great improv scene but it doesn't have a strong sketch scene because there's not Mm. a lot of venues that are affordable to rent thank you condos yeah Mm. Mm. so i was one of the few people that was writing sketch stuff right and so that got me noticed and it got me a foot in the door at 22 minutes 22 minutes got me a foot in the door to strombo Strombo open doors to other things. So nice. that's mm. kind of the long story of how cool. one weird gig that wasn't supposed to come to me in the beginning ended up avalanching into the television career that I have now. Yeah, wow. That's so wild. Yeah, I love that. I lo- and I think you're right. And that's kind of what keeps me going is is that idea that, yeah, you never know what's around the next corner. Yeah, you have to love what you're doing. Yeah, you have yeah. to. I mean, I think it's harder when you're supporting a family. Like, I'm not married; I don't have kids, so mm-hmm. it's yeah. just me yeah. and the dog, right? Me right. neither, but I am supporting a family. 
Oh, yeah. I yeah. lost a lawsuit. Oh, no. <laughs> yeah, and then a poker game. <laughs> Tell me more. <laughs> Actually, you won that poker game. <laughs> yeah, ha, I get your family's financial problems. <laughs> They're all mine. I was bluffing. Um, yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah, like I think you generally have to love it. Like I, I know so many people who are incredibly talented and incredibly funny, but they couldn't handle the uh, financial insecurity of never knowing mm -hmm. where your next gig is going to come from, right? Mm -hmm. And um, I don't know, I got lucky early on where I just didn't care. I, I just really honestly trusted that um, I, I'd figure it out. Yeah. So I quit my, the last waitressing job, the last day-day job I had was when I was like 28 and and I haven't, you know, just I've just like there was a few super lean years in there where I was sure like, doing some really oh doing some bad roving characters just for the money <laughs> <laughs> but that's the shit that also builds character and builds your community and sure, yeah, yeah. I think you have to yeah. do those those you know insane gigs of like you know touring and like I did tours all through BC with theater sports doing children's theater where you're Ooh. like hung over ass <laughs> <laughs> and it's eight in the morning and like your your fellow improviser is barfing into a ball pit like, a, like the, all the medicine balls like Scott we have to go do a show <laughs> next scene next scene yeah. <laughs> and then I also got really lucky I got into the um, just, I dropped a pen that was really loud um, <laughs> I got really lucky, and um, in 2015, I got into the Canadian Film Center's primetime TV writing program, mm. and that really kicked the door open, because that's like a, um, a concentrated four-and-a-half-month program where you're in a simulated writer's room with an executive producer slash showrunner, and they huh. come in with an idea, and you break that whole show with them. And oh, cool. everybody writes an episode or half an episode. And then plus you also create your own show and you have all these mentors. You meet all of the, you meet everybody in the industry in Toronto. Wow. You meet all the network executives. You meet all of the agents. You meet all of the production companies. You like, it is, it's like if, if you're on one side of a door and on the other side is like trying to get into writing rooms. Yeah. The CFC just helps open that door a little bit. Wow. Oh, cool. Um, Orphan Black was created out of that program. Um, no way. Uh, um, Mary Kills People was the year before me. Um, huh. uh, and Travelers also came out of that program as well. Wow. Yeah. That's wow. awesome. Yeah. So that really helped. And that's out of Toronto. That's out of Toronto. And then there's, there's a new one that, that came up about two or three years ago that's sort of the sister program in in Vancouver. And it's called the Pacific Screenwriting Conference. Pacific Screenwriting Pacific screenwriting course or conference or something, mm -hmm. and it's a it's a similar one, but it's for West Coast people. Mm. You have to have like West Coast vibes to get in. I don't think with with either of them you don't have to be living in Toronto or Vancouver, but you have right. to be able to stay there for yeah. like you can't work when you're doing that because you really realize, oh Full shit, time, writing hey? is hard and it's a lot yeah. of work. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, oh, yeah. but but people come from all over the country to apply. Yeah, cool. Oh, wow. Mm -hmm. uh, That's awesome. So, did you you worked on uh, Comedy Inc. as well? I did. Yeah. Yeah. I used to watch that show all the time. I remember um, Roman Daniel came to Winnipeg, did a show at the gas station theater here. Yeah. And I had just started like a radio show at uh, the University of Manitoba, and 
<clears throat> I reached out to, I would reach out to like whoever was coming into town. And I remember so specifically him being so like open and warm and like making time for me before the show. It's a interview for my little university radio show. And he like gave me a whole bunch of nice advice and stuff like that. And he was, yeah, it was a great show too. Yeah. Roman's one of my dearest friends in the world. We've known each other for like 20, 25 years. Yeah, yeah. And uh, yeah, I wasn't part of the full staff on, that was one of my first professional sketch writing gigs. Um, Mm -hmm. uh, Right around that time, I started writing for The Irrelevant Show on CBC Radio Mm -hmm. and and Comedy Inc. And uh, I was sort of Roman Satellite writer a couple seasons in. So he was sort of feeling a bit dry of like, Oh, we're going into season four. I think I'm out of ideas. Yeah. <laughs> um, so we would co-write everything in Vancouver, and then he would take it to the room, which was nice. So I never got to do yeah. the room, but I would I'd be writing with him in Vancouver. Right, oh, that's sweet. Cool. Nice. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. really fun. Just, and there's there's we, we he and I have done a lot of traveling together, and uh, there's there is nothing like traveling with one of your best friends when you also have to write stuff. Yeah, because. We would work on his stand-up on like road trips down to LA and just huh. get into massive giggle fits and <laughs> yeah, super yeah. fun. Yeah, nice. Um, have you, how have you found? Have you found it a big difference between writing for animation versus writing for live action or similar skill set? Uh, yeah, it's a good question. I think that there probably is a difference, but there wasn't a difference on the show that I wrote for, which was Corner mm-hmm. Gas Animated, because Brent basically. Um, uh, wrote the animated show very similar to how they wrote the um, live action. And what was really lovely is stepping into that room, um, you knew those characters really well. You knew those yeah. voices really well. So the thing that the animation, that, and a lot of people don't realize this, they think, oh, God, okay, so they're just, you know, okay, turn it into an animated show, just trying to get more money out of it. But Brent actually started his career as a cartoonist. Right. Like, oh. he's... He really? did the template for all of, like, he did the prototypes for all of the characters. He's that's, that's awesome. really good at drawing cartoons. That was his uh, first love. Didn't, oh, cool. Didn't he work in, like, ad copy or something like that? Like, or, or, or he, I think I heard that he wrote, like, a, uh, like a graphic novel or, like, a comic book or something like that before he comic book makes sense i don't know if it was ad copy steve patterson did ad copy okay okay but um but yeah he can we just yeah. say can we just go ahead and just say that just just shove it in wiki he can also yeah. do backflips on command <laughs> <laughs> he's also an amazing lover apparently Put that in there. yeah that's um, in his wiki <laughs> it's in his wiki yeah um that's what he calls his penis his wiki yeah. <laughs> but uh but what was really nice about the animation is it really opened it up what we could do with the show because right if you've watched corner gas there's always those quick like swish pans away to it's like they're talking right. about something something's happening swish pan yeah. away to joke come back yeah. Yeah. Well, so what we were really able to do in the first we had a lot of fun in that first season of like holy shit if we want to swish pan away to a sasquatch fighting a unicorn yeah, yeah. we can do that <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, then, and then around about halfway through season two they came back and they're like yeah okay um that's really expensive um <laughs> stop with that i i kept i i, I inadvertently wrote an episode that was all about um, the town sewer system getting clogged up because Wanda <laughs> flushed a bunch of those little, um, you know, those little things that you put in water and they tampons? expand. No, no, not tampons. 
Oh yeah, uh, like, like the little dinosaurs and stuff like that. Little dinosaurs, like, exactly. uh, oh yeah, 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 yeah. Would grow up and yeah, uh, yeah. And so yeah, she yeah, flushed yeah. a bunch of those and um and it plugged. Cl- uh, <laughs> That's plugged hilarious. The system. Yeah. And when I I met the I was in Toronto and I went to the animation studio that does all the animation, Smiley Guy, and huh. I met the owner Jonas Diamond, and he was like, Oh hey, you're Diana. You 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 wrote uh, okay, yeah, great. Um, stop writing water. <laughs> 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 Because really? I didn't know, but apparently water is incredibly difficult to animate. Oh. Yeah, I guess there's a lot moving or... <laughs> a lot of yeah, movement, yeah. Okay. you got to keep yeah. the paper dry. It's hard. <laughs> 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 so that's kind of the bigger difference is that when you're, when you're writing for animation, you have to be mindful of the fact that this has to be drawn. Yeah. Right. And yeah. Hmm. Yeah. I don't know if you're privy to this information, but at the animation studio, when they're starting to the day, does somebody yell action? <laughs> You're right. I am not pretty. Good at <laughs> I I don't know. That's a really um, interesting question. Thank you. <laughs> I mean, I I think it might be time to be getting into two truths and a lie. Ooh, yeah. How exciting. Well, so here's my question: Have you guys Googled me at all? Because you must have looked me up in some way. Because uh, lovely Dean Jenkinson oh, yeah. recommended me, and oh, yeah. you must have Googled yeah. me. Okay. Yeah. Big time. Big yeah. time. I got. I got. Uh, Mostly down like your dog K hole though. I really that sounds bad. I just meant I was sexually aroused. Um, no, <laughs> no. Uh, I just really like your dog. <laughs> He's pretty awesome. He is pretty I met awesome. a golden retriever this week that was crossed with a black lab. It looked just like a golden retriever, but had a wider snout and was all black. Cute. And its name was Harvey. Nice. Harvey, lovely. So, <laughs> I've been a lot of things. It's black and gold, but when I look at him, he's blue and. <laughs> uh, Matt, do you want to explain how this game works? Yes. Yep, yes oh. Two truths and a lie is a time-honored game that we love to play on the Hunks podcast, where one of us gives three statements, two of which are true, one is a lie. Everybody else has to guess what is the lie. This week, helping us out with uh, the three statements is Diana Francis. Take it away. All right. Here is my first statement. (laughs) First statement, everyone. Is this a truth or is this a lie? I once threw up on top of Ayers Rock. Oh, nice. Back when it was still called Ayers Rock. Okay. Could be a truth. Okay. Could be a lie. Okay. (laughs) Statement number two. I broke up with my boyfriend on 9-11 because I realized life is too short and so is he. Statement number three. I once burned down a barn when I was six years old, killing 20 some odd chickens. Oh. oh. <laughs> oh. <laughs> wow. Wow. Those are all wow. so good. Oh, okay. yeah. Those I are love juicy. That you delivered them and let them sit in the air because yeah, those were, <laughs> wow. That's something to uh, think about. <laughs> yeah. I feel now, feel like, free. I know you say that there's no, not supposed to be questions. Sure, feel but you're to open to that? I'm okay. Questions. Okay. 20 plus chickens <laughs> oh man that's i mean so- like 
uh, I don't want that to be true. No. But what neither, a good story. I don't want it to be true, but it's so believable. Like at six yeah. to just yeah. be like, I'm starting fires. <laughs> hey, whoops. Yeah. yeah. You know, yeah. Like, totally. This is my passion. Uh, Ayers Rock, that's the big slab in Australia, yeah? Correct. Mm -hmm. It's now called Ululu. Right. They they changed the name because they they went with the Aboriginal name. Oh, yes. Yeah. Okay. Well, there's a lot of of room to barf on that. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) And you have to climb it very early in the morning because it gets so hot. Right. So if you happen to be hungover, yes. Ah. Uh, because you were on a children's tour at the time. <laughs> right. Right. Yeah. Yes. Or I'm an alcoholic. <laughs> I'll drink to that. <laughs> hmm, okay. What um, was the second one again? The second broke one was, rock. yeah, broke up with <laughs> on 9-11. Right. Day of, right? We're saying 2001? Like 2001 yeah. we're talking? Yeah, which yeah, 9/11? yeah, yeah. Like the 9-11. <laughs> the 9-11. Yeah. Awesome. The awesome. big one. Yeah. yeah the original. <laughs> the plane he didn't see coming. <laughs> I like that too. I, I would have yeah. thought that maybe you uh, broke up with him because he uh, wouldn't go down on you. But uh, <laughs> oh, nice. God. it's a, it's yeah, a no. He was. It was the only time I dated a guy shorter than me. Oh mm-hmm. yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. I'm five nine. So obviously the yeah. spark wasn't there. Hey. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> okay, so I'm gonna lock in a. I'm gonna lock in a vote. I'm just gonna okay. kind of go with my gut. Although my gut, I gotta tell you, it's all over the place. These are all <laughs> multifaceted stories. I want to learn more about them. But I'm gonna go ahead and say that the lie um, is the. Uh, I'm gonna say the lie is. Ah, come on. I'm gonna say <laughs> the third one is the lie. The barn. The barn burner. The barn. Oh, the barn. Okay. The barn burner. Interesting. I think that you didn't break up with your boyfriend on 9-11. I think you broke up with him the day before. Yes, the day before or the day after. (laughs) Interesting. Okay. Uh, I want that one to be true because that is like a victory for you and for America. America. (laughs) (laughs) Freedom. I want that to be true. Uh, I think that the lie is you barfed on Ayers Rock, but after the name changed. I think it's a technicality. Uh, <laughs> okay. okay. Interesting. Okay. Uh, I'm going to say the, the breaking up on 9-11 is a lie because I, I so want it to be true. I think it's awesome, but it's also like so perfect because if Seinfeld was still on in 2001, George would have broken up with his girlfriend <laughs> on 9-11 for the exact same reason. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. She was so too short. Got, <laughs> <laughs> so, so we've got two for 9 yeah. 11. Uh-huh. We've got one for Ayers Rock and one uh-huh. for the barn. Yeah. That's yeah. right. One of you is correct. Ah, shit. Oh, so damn it. Not me. me and Tim. Okay. So that, let's, let's keep playing. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay. Okay. So now it's either the barn or Ayers Rock. Yeah. And let's also circle back to what is the A story and B story in the Seinfeld episode after now. <laughs> <laughs> okay. yeah. Well, on Air, Kramer's on Ayers Rock. Because yeah. <laughs> he's trying to return something. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 
Um, okay, so of those two, which is the so I mean the barn. What if it was? What if it was the she she burnt down the barn, but there was people in it. <laughs> <laughs> That's they right. Were just I'm too admitting a crime. To come out. <laughs> yeah. Well, you were six. It's okay. Right. Statute of limitations, right? Yeah. yeah. Now she did say born and raised Vancouver. That's true. Is there a lot of chicken barns in the Metro Vancouver area? Huh. Well, I'll, I will say this: there was a period of time where I was not where we weren't in Vancouver; we were in Alberta. Okay, uh, and then you had to flee <laughs> <laughs> because you puked on Ayers Rock, yeah. <laughs> and you couldn't show your face to the town. As a drunken six-year-old, <laughs> I'm sticking. I'm sticking with Ayers Rock. That's yeah. the lie. I'm going with the barn. I'm going with the barn. I've we've never played this style before, where no, it's you great. reveal one and then yeah, no the, rules in podcasting. The little yeah. cockroaches here get to scramble <laughs> to the other corner. <laughs> All right, Tim, what are you choosing? What did you choose, Tim? Sticking with the barn. Sticking with the barn. Wow, you guys! Congratulations, Matt. Oh. oh! <gasps> Oh. I have climbed Ayers Rock and I had a fight with my um, Australian boyfriend because I was very hungover and I didn't uh-huh. want to do it, but we had taken a whole trip out there. Yeah. And so oh. I sulked the entire way up. <laughs> and, and so you I, bur- burnt down a barn. <laughs> I burnt down a barn. <laughs> His family barn. In retaliation. I did. I was six years old and my family had moved out from, from Langley, BC to uh, like out of nowhere. We suddenly... We were living in this farm, and my brother and I were very annoyed that we couldn't go camping because we used to love to go camping every year. Nice. So yeah. it's the middle of July in uh, Camrose, Alberta, mm-hmm. and we are my brother and I are playing um, camping <laughs> in the second. La- you know how a barn has that second yeah. layer loft, where they hay loft. The loft, yeah, yeah. The, yeah. the hay yeah. in yes. July. Yes. It's drying out. Uh-huh. Wow. And I had my little fire going, and my brother had his little oh. fire going. Oh, my God. And we're having a good old time. And my brother took a bale of string, and he threw it on my fire, not oh. his fire. He threw it on my fire, and I remember him saying, watch this burn. And it just went <laughs> whoosh, like yeah. within seconds. Wow. Like the, the ceiling of the barn was engulfed in flames. <gasps> and I remember grabbing like a cat dish and running down climbing down the ladder going to the cow trough trying to like scoop up (laughs) water in a cat dish (laughs) one handed back up the ladder into a towering inferno with a cat dish amount of water (laughs) into this raging inferno and the oh my god we took down the barn the silo the chicken coop there was about 20 some odd chickens all gone the only thing that survived was the house and we were in the middle of nowhere, so uh-huh. the by the time the uh, volunteer fire department showed up, they all just like everything was gone. Yeah, so they just oh. kind of wandered around, and they're like, "Yeah, faulty, faulty wiring." So my really? dad got a my dad got a bunch of insurance money. Oh nice. my god! Yeah, my brother and I never got punished because <laughs> my mom's theory was if we got punished, yeah. we'd we'd be like bragging to all of our friends, yes. like I'm doing now. And, <laughs> and that they would, they'd get that money taken away. Yeah. So it wasn't until I was 13 years old. My brother and I are out for dinner at Mr. Mike's with my mom. And we're like, I don't know we how We have a Mrs. Up, Mike's in town here. That's a really good burger you? place. <laughs> I just had the other day. 
Oh, Mr. Sorry. Mike's was like the steakhouse, steakhouse where you get the potato yeah. in the in the tinfoil. Oh, oh so good. okay, yeah. And yeah, we t- we we I don't know how the subject of the farm came up, and we were like, uh, yeah, we burnt down the barn. She's like, yeah, I know. I know we burnt down the goddamn barn. And that's but we're we rich. <laughs> and that's the last we'll speak of this. So eat this all-you-can-eat salad bar and get out of here. Get in the private jet. <laughs> so yes, I did Jeff burn down a barn. Bezos. <laughs> yes. Your brother Jeff Bezos? Oh my god, you have to tell wow. us. <laughs> oh, Legally man. you have to tell us if your brother is Jeff Bezos. So you I did break up with your boyfriend on 9-11 I did how how did he take it not well Uh, that's like the perfect get out of jail free card though he should have taken it well because it's like fair Fair. Yeah, yeah. 9 11? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. There are we more were, important things, I'm uh, realizing. Yeah. He's I like, the this is the ending. worst thing that happened to me today. <laughs> <laughs> we met, it's one of the only times that I've ever been. I don't know, I don't know um, if this happens to you, Dana, but I find, like, uh, in as a woman in comedy, dudes don't hit on us a lot. Doesn't yeah, happen. yeah, no. Women yeah, more so, but. Okay, yeah, well, that's fine. <laughs> uh, no, um, I, I made that up. No one hits on me. <laughs> <laughs> not a one <laughs> I was I was doing improv at Urban Improv and this guy was sitting on one of the tall bar stools and he was with a mutual friend of ours we had a mutual friend and he was super funny and charming and cute and I got all ballsy and the next day I was you know because I'd been flirting with him you know after the show and the next day I called my mutual friend and I'm like who's that guy I want to meet him and she's like, oh, his name's Peter, and he's a he's in the music business. He should you should call him up. He'd love it. So I call. A fr- I've never done this before. Call this guy out of the blue. Ask him out. He's blown away. We go to. But in my head, I'm like, I think he's shorter than me. <laughs> and it's a. It was a bit of a tricky. I, I'm, yeah. I'm five nine, right? Like I'm uh-huh. I'm not a tiny human. Yeah. I like. And he was like this little kind of hipster dude, like tiny, skinny little dude. Pocket size. And, you put a little wee little pocket guy and we go to our first date and I show up and he's already sitting down <laughs> he didn't get up he didn't get up he really is <laughs> so we have this like three four hour dinner and drinks we're getting along like a house on fire it's amazing he doesn't go to the bathroom once <laughs> doesn't go to the bathroom once <laughs> And I'm wearing boots with a little bit of a heel. They're so cute. And we get up to leave, and he literally comes up to my chin. Oh, no. So, but I'm like, I'm being. (laughs) Gets into his booster seat in his car. And. I'm thinking I'm being shallow. This is a great guy. I gotta, I gotta make this work. But every time, like we, you know, if we were standing up to like to smooch, I'd uh-huh. have like it was like I had scoliosis because I'd like contort myself into this like just kind of like really bad posture. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and it was a th- it was like a three month relationship that I pushed to nine months because I was trying to make it work because I thought I was shallow. <laughs> yeah. Uh-huh. And then when the world is ending, I'm like. Uh, yeah, no, I don't. No. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. so when the planes hit, did you turn to him and go, "Did you do this?" <laughs> I'm you out could here. not reach those planes. <laughs> you got some no, explaining watched, to do. <laughs> we watched about three hours of CNN, just horrified, and then uh. I looked at him and went, I, "I'm done." <laughs> <laughs> so funny. Raining down on this guy. That's <laughs> <just> great. <laughs> 
I wonder. Uh, but I remember walking home and just being like, "I'm free." <laughs> <laughs> and everybody the else only is happy just person. On we did it! I did it! I finally did it! <laughs> I it got what me. I wanted. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> 9-11's the best day ever, guys. Freedom wins! <laughs> Heart drawn around it on the calendar. <laughs> yeah, I wonder, that's great. Oh, my God. I wonder what the correlation is between planes and relationships. Cause oh, God. You said your, your current partner works for an airline. That's true. Uh, so oh. It all came full circle. It did, right? Oh, wow. Man. <laughs> Yeah, that's uh, the beast. That's the B storyline in the Seinfeld episode. Yes, is that yeah. Kramer starts dating a girl just because just to get the flight benefit? Oh, totally. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And then yeah. he loses his apartment, so he starts just sleeping on flights. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> he just takes red eyes back and yeah. forth. <laughs> Go to Topeka, Jerry. I've never had a better sleep. <laughs> the towels. <laughs> Oh, you ever tried these down? Oh, you got it. Yeah, cut, cut to him coming out of the the bathroom on the plane in a robe and shaving cream. Yeah, <laughs> it's all cut. Busted with a newspaper. Uh, I wouldn't go in there. <laughs> oh boy. Oh man. Those are some great two yeah. truths in a lie. Yeah. 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 Two truths. Oh, Hall you. of Fame level yeah. two truths in a lie. Oh, wow. That's Man. awesome. I was Ooh. worried. That I had I had another one, but I, I figured you guys probably Googled me, so you probably know that I went to Afghanistan, so I couldn't use that yes. one. Yeah, yes. we did. Yeah, yeah. We did. Okay. Smart. <laughs> Smart, Francis. Good one. Yep. Yeah. <sighs> so you were entertaining the troops in Afghanistan? Yeah, man. Oh, Is there a language a barrier? Holy shit. And it was right after 9-11. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Oh, Jesus. Right. <laughs> Yeah. Shit. So I was single. Um, <laughs> yeah, I've I've been lucky enough to do two tours, um, entertaining um, uh, peacekeepers. The first one we went to, I think, it was in like '98, and we went to Alert up north. Right. Which I was going like, to ask about that. Most northern community, right? It's amazing. It's the craziest thing because we were there in like November, so it's 24 hours of darkness and minus yeah. 60. It's like being on the surface Whoa. of the moon. Huh. Whoa. And the whole. Like all of the, the the entire like the barracks and everything everything is it's like being in like the underground you know the underground mall in Winnipeg that you guys have mm-hmm. oh yeah. yeah that's what it's like like yeah. you don't have to go outside if you don't want to oh, yeah really oh wow yeah wow. all the dudes are allowed to grow beards because it's so cold outside and it's only dudes it was um eighty dudes up there and that's it wow yeah wow. and when we flew wow. in the um the pilot the pilot told us afterwards that. Uh, like there'd been a really bad snowstorm and they'd basically spent 24 hours just continually um, uh, clearing the runway because they knew we were landing and it was right. us and um, it's sort of the Canadian version of the Dixie Chicks called um, uh, uh, Farmer's Daughter. It was a, a country band in the 20s. Oh, yeah. I think, in the 20s, yeah. in, the, uh, in the 90s. Mm-hmm, and, right. um, in you know, 20s. some hot dancers. Yeah, 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 yeah. Dancer girls, and then me and two dudes doing improv. <laughs> <laughs> and um, so they knew that we were the entertainment coming in, so it was really yeah. important they wanted to land. And apparently, the pilot like, um, there's a vi- he has to visually be able to see the runway at a certain altitude. And if he can't see it, he's supposed to abort and take us to Greenland. Wow, it's not safe. Whoa! But he knew how how important it was because these dudes are there for like six month rotations, and it's yeah. right oh, before Christmas, right. and we are the entertainment. We're like, yeah, everyone's looking forward to it. Yeah, and um, 
he didn't see the runway and he counted to three and then he's like okay now i can see it and he oh, landed whoa. and we're in a hercules where it's like um you know you're being strapped in on the side like it's oh, mission impossible yeah. style whoa! yeah yeah um, and <laughs> we hit the runway and you you feel when you have a good landing and you feel when you're going sideways yeah. like we hit that runway and it was apparently a nail biter for everybody Whoa. Um, but when we showed up my god you've never had better audiences in your life oh I yeah. bet really yeah. oh wow yeah um, oh that's awesome so that first that first tour we did Alert um, uh, Bosnia Egypt and Israel and then the second tour we did Kabul, Afghanistan. And that wow. was about a year after 9-11. And um, the Canadians were the first into Kabul to create a base. Right. And there was a bunch of other, you know, countries there and everything. They had um, Camp Julian set up there. And yeah. again, it, I mean, if comedy is all about tension and release, you've never, yeah. I've never performed in situations where there's so much tension. And we're just doing dumb improv games where we're like, you know, we meet with the commander of the camp and we're like, okay, tell us the, sh- the non death related shit that we can incorporate yeah so it's like yeah what's the worst job to have it's driving the shitter truck because it's going in and sucking out all the right you know the yeah. porta potties yeah. yeah or you know you know who's the who's the guy that everybody on the camp knows oh it's this one mp guy like a police um guy and he's super funny so you just get all the inside information yeah and you incorporate that into an improv scene right and they think you're like fucking geniuses yeah <laughs> yeah i've never done improv where it's literally like say a line wait for the roar of the crowd to <laughs> die down we can look at each other and go do you got something no you got something i got something better oh, you, do? you got something better you <laughs> you're just writing it wow. on, as you go right? like, it's the disclaimer yeah. gets on the point. <laughs> third yeah. draft coming through the court guys down I have some, been some notes changes. on your arm scene <laughs> yeah and you know and you're doing but you're also doing improv for guys with like loaded machine guns on your back on their backs and they're like laughing and you're like okay just come down yeah, <laughs> yeah. be less yeah, funny yeah. <laughs> yeah. if you ever get a chance to talk to Erica Sigurdsson yes mm-hmm. uh, ask her about her tour to Kabul with um, Rick Mercer because they filmed a TV special and oh, they okay. we were we went in first and then two months later they came in and we had there was apparently a rocket that they found the night before we arrived that was pointed at the camp <laughs> and um, oh. it didn't go off that thank God but when yeah. th- when they had a different experience Ooh. in the middle of their show oh. <gasps> it was pretty crazy yeah oh, shit. or Rick Mercer wow okay. yeah yeah well, we'll That's hold our breath for that. That's good. That, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We definitely got to get them on the yeah. old yeah. pod. Yeah, for sure. Uh, Dana, do you uh, want to uh, grace us with some uh, gracious sketches? Like, after those stories, I just... <laughs> I know, you can just, I just, just hate myself, one. you know? <laughs> oh, that'd be great. This is the part of the show where we bring the energy down pretty low. Dana. <laughs> some sketch ideas not fully thought out. <laughs> Never will be. <laughs> what, like, one thing I literally... <laughs> wrote down here is just fuck army hammer cannibal party planner <laughs> i just thought it was a nice sounding grouping of words and like totally topical it's very topical very topical yeah. 
I want to hear about that rocket in Eric story. I don't care about this. We'll have to wait. We'll have to wait. Yeah. Okay, so, okay, 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 okay. It's fine. Old party so. planners, just finger foods. <laughs> <laughs> Is he planning parties for his fellow cannibals or? <laughs> yeah. Um, I think that, yeah, it's for, it's for, it's a cannibal party. Yeah. Okay. Oh, so okay. this isn't I how he so. tells his parents. <laughs> it probably is let's say and then it is also for mostly cannibals but they do some non non-cannibal related events too let's say like the limbo <laughs> okay yeah bobbing for apples and we're <laughs> sure about this about army hammer <laughs> him being a cannibal, cannibal yeah no obviously i'm not sure of it i just like wrote down a series okay. of words okay <laughs> I just yeah, wrote down always, a series of words. I always imagine, I, I think it'd be fun to have Army Hammer open, over and then like if he's a party planner that he's got to go into your fridge yeah. to, you know, to put the snacks away, the finger food away. Yeah. <laughs> and then you just mock him by having a lot of like Arm and Hammer baking soda <laughs> in your fridge. Just like, what? No, it's just keeping things fresh, Army. I <laughs> say it like that too. Army, okay, this feels really personal. <laughs> yeah, if, I don't even if, know why I'm here. I'm, fa- I'm a famous actor. I don't have to be at your party. <laughs> have you seen my face? It's fucking perfect. <laughs> I think this is a recurring character. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. For, for the listener, there were some text messages that were shared where Air Army Hammer was very explicitly saying that he is a cannibal. He is a cannibal. Like to drink yeah. blood. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 That's a hard one to back away from of like, you guys, I was just joking. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, but I mean, then again, there are some there's some shit that like I am so glad has. Do you know? Do, do you ever do you find this like the the things that you've done on stage where you're like Jesus Christ if, if anybody saw this? Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. I'm like, I'm so I I hope it wasn't recorded. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Let me tell yeah. you all the times I messed up. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, t- today I today I consider it to be my 12 year anniversary for the first time I did uh, stand up. And I yeah, I watched the clip oh, wow. from that experience and it was so bad. Do you I, remember the first stand up joke you ever wrote? Yes, I do because do I continued know? to do, do it now? up until it's in, I think it's on my album but it it was uh <laughs> I don't like. I don't know if for sure this is the first one I wrote, but uh, I consider it to be because it. Uh, it was. Uh, I got a pull-out couch recently, <laughs> which is great because I hate condoms, and I love having sex with my couch. <laughs> nice. Put that on the album. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I'm just gonna release a whole album of versions of that joke. <laughs> Version remixes. Yeah. Yeah. Remixes. But I, I was obsessed with Paul F. Tompkins, and uh, and he did like a stand-up. It's really hard to find the. It's really hard to find the footage of this, but he did like a stand-up special, I think, for Comedy Central a long time ago, where there was a bartender on stage, and yeah. it was sort of more of a storytelling. It used to be on Crave style stand-up oh. show. Oh, really? Oh, really? Uh, or maybe it was HBO then, or I, I don't know. But uh, uh, but yeah, I, I saw it somewhere, and I was like, oh, you all. You could do stand up like that? <laughs> 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 
Oh, yeah. Do do you all do stand up? I do. Uh, I do. I do. You do. Yeah. yeah. Okay. But I started uh, in improv. Yeah. First love. Okay. Which what do you prefer, improv or stand up? Improv, I think hands down, I prefer. But mm-hmm. it's so much harder to a get the people together for uh, get a venue like hold a troupe together or that kind of thing, you know. Yeah. Stand up is so much more easier because you can just run to an open mic and just work on it but uh, i'll do yeah. a lot of improv inside of that stand-up world right right what do you guys prefer i'm terrified of improv I'm, really yeah i'm really scared of it like i don't i don't think that uh i don't know what it is i wish that i had that i had done more as uh as i was getting as i was younger when i was like in my early 20s or something like to just get a little bit more confidence in in improv because uh i like having I like having, I don't, I don't want, I'm worried about interrupting people and like learning people's flows and stuff like that. And so, yeah, it's not for me. Interesting. I'm, uh, uh, I'm kind of an odd comedian in that I hate comedy. <laughs> if that makes sense. Great, um, Rory, and you? Um, <laughs> <laughs> Wait, no, why do you hate comedy? Do I mean? don't hate it. It's just like, it's just, uh, you know, being in it i love it but it's sort of like the love hates uh relationship when, right when it's tough it's tough and when it's great it's great yeah sort yeah. Of thing. yeah i don't know what i like more i i mean i like i don't do improv at all really uh it's just sketch with these with these folks and then uh stand up and i do like a character um on my own which i think that's probably my favorite thing to do just because I get to explore the character and and sort of like build a bible for him which I enjoy Mm -hmm. yeah 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 it's a very fun character yeah yeah like I said I don't do stand-up so I like uh doing I mean I like when we get a good flow going on a right on writing a whole sketch show I I think is probably my favorite thing like I like writing individual sketches, but I prefer putting together a whole show is, mm-hmm. I think, the most satisfying for me. And then yeah. I also like doing this. I like the the podcast, the just right. the riff yeah, me too. too, is is yeah. a lot of fun. Yeah. 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 They all have different pros and cons, I find. Yeah. I found like I started in improv, so that was always my first love. And then I started doing... Um, uh, stand up in Australia when I was living there mm. on the top of Airs Rock. Hey, <laughs> <laughs> um, but I found that the, the the big difference for me with those two things was was um, the first time I ever did stand up. It was like heroin in the veins. Like you yeah. don't you're not sharing. You don't have to share with anybody else. Yeah. So when mm. it goes well, yeah. it's like give me all the glory and it's totally. delicious and you feel so powerful being on stage yeah and and knowing like when it's cooking and it's going well and you don't it's just you and the audience and it's oh amazing yeah, yeah. so the highs are high and the lows are really low this yeah. is what i mean yeah whereas with sketch and improv it's a little bit more in the in the in the middle i find with yeah. improv the you know you're it's never just you as long as you're with somebody else right yeah. there's always so so you're not getting all the heroin. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. And I find I found sketch kind of one of the hardest things to do because like the audience is um when an audience sees improv they're giving more uh leeway of like okay, you're making this up on the spot. We're right. gonna, there's the magic. There's the magic mm-hmm. and it's mostly cuz they're thinking 
oh my God, how did they come up with it that fast? Mm-hmm. And the second right. that they know something is scripted, whether it's stand up or sketch, they're like, oh, right. And you had time to write this yes. down and make me laugh. <laughs> yes. Yeah, yeah. that's what you so, came up with, hey? Yeah. yeah so I found that the, I found that it was, I found stand up easier than sketch sometimes. Mm. Mm. Interesting. Yeah. yeah. I, I think that sometimes together, people yeah. can be, yeah, like, like sketch. I think that I prefer doing sketch because I think it's, it, I'm, well, number one, I'm way less nervous beforehand, and I really like that about it, because um, that's a he- huge deterrent to me uh, for doing comedy is my nerves beforehand. But um, but so and so and and there's just the trust in the having and the other people and like there's no really veering off script. Even if people don't like it, then they're not going to like it. Too bad. Too bad. Too bad. Mm. We're not changing it. Too late. It's done. You yeah, know. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Whereas I don't really feel that about stand up. Like I feel like I would I've have I've have changed sets on the fly, of course. Right. For people mm-hmm. if people weren't digging one area. Um Imagine but I, think, I just but, started doing a different sketch in the middle of a sketch. <laughs> <laughs> <going> <laughs> just start playing a news anchor. <laughs> Please do that next time. Yeah. <laughs> next time you get to be in front of a live audience. <laughs> yeah. Be- be- before the pandemic, we got on a nice little run of writing a whole bunch of uh, sketch shows. And we have a little venue in Winnipeg here, a little black box kind of situation, a little small basement bar, a wee Johnny's. And uh, <clears throat> in, sub- in like the month of September 2019, we did a new 40 minute show every week there. And then we did a new sh- you know 40 to 60 minute show every month after that and uh mm-hmm. those were just so fun coming up with the dumb narrative and having that weaved through and trying out new sketches and uh and my I, that is my favorite part because mm-hmm. what, if i'm writing my stand-up it's 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 only what i can come up with and it's only my sense of humor or whatever but when when hunks is when we get together we write a sketch or we write a show or whatever as much as we find a lot of the same things funny matt's voice dana's voice rory's voice we're, we're all very completely different comedically i think mm-hmm. uh, yeah. so it's it's really fun when we cross those streams you know yeah 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 do you miss it you miss the live performing oh yeah yeah big time mm-hmm. yeah I tell you, I've never been more grateful in my life that I transitioned to writing for television because even though nothing was really in production, there was at least a lot of stuff that was still in development and I do Mm -hmm. a lot of work as a story editor. Oh, great. Christ, like, yeah. thank God, because that kept me afloat all year. But I definitely miss. I do do, still do a lot of improv shows with, um, I do it with a group called Girls Night Out. So it's yeah. myself, Karen Karen Parker, who is a um, Second City alumni, Janine Profeta, who used to do Second City. She books, she creates all of it, and Elvira Kurt. Yeah. Oh, so we do nice. a mix. It's a mix of stand up and improv. Elvira usually does stand up. Then we do an improv set, and then we have a improvised uh, talk show format of mine. Oh, cool. Oh, nice. We do cool. in the second half, and it's it's usually it's an all female audience, and so we get the women to fill out a questionnaire, and the idea is you might think your life is boring, but we're we're going to show you that it's fucking fascinating oh that's fun and what a great idea yeah, yeah. yeah and we've had we did a tour to the east coast a couple of years ago and it was one of the most incredible experiences that i ever had because the 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 audiences were amazing but we had one woman who came up whose husband had died two weeks earlier and this was the first night out of the house <gasps> whoa and her friends had talked her into coming to this show and she was 
like a filthy truck driver and I was interview, <laughs> interviewing her and I didn't know until the end of the interview that her husband had just died huh. and she told us this filthy story <laughs> about like about like before she met her husband like she met this guy on tinder and <laughs> you know he wanted her to to peg him <laughs> shat she ended up shitting all over her bed like it was just oh my god it was, it was and it was like in a in like in this tiny little town in newfoundland and everybody's like oh god everybody in the audience was like oh god we've all heard this story but <laughs> laughing but it was it was so brilliant because you know by the end of the the end of the interview she she told us that you know that that she this was the first night out and she was having the best time ever and there was another woman in the audience who came out because she re- like earlier in her life because she realized she had a crush on Elvira Kurt and that's Whoa. how that oh, wow. helped her come out so she got to do a scene with Elvira and got oh. to hug her afterwards it was just like we're changing lives yeah. <laughs> wow oh, man that's yeah. great so i miss that i miss that, yeah. that part of yeah. of performing for sure yeah, oh, that's, man, I that's just have a, a couple more sketch pitches. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> let's hear them. Let's hear them. Let's hear them. <laughs> oh. that beautiful story. <laughs> <laughs> what if I just did one of them? Sure. Okay, sure. I'll just yeah. do one more. Okay. <laughs> what about the idea of the outdated bionic man? Oh, I love it. I love it so much. So oh, he's, he's just like, he just, he's just like constantly getting updates. Just like, sorry well, guys, I can't. Or like, uh, yeah, definitely yeah, updating yeah, yeah. right now. Sorry. I can't come into work I like today. that too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was imagining. Or like kind of like analog. Somebody. He's in sorry, the middle of saving somebody and then he just shuts down. Yeah. <laughs> Buffering. I was imagining him like sci-fi movies from the 80s where it's just like all DOS. (laughs) Yeah. Floppy Yeah, I was imagining like he would have like a like a a computer keyboard that's the size of a room or something like that. He's the size of a room. He's the size of a room. His arm is the size of a room. (laughs) (laughs) I mean perform two tasks a day. Yeah. We rebuilt him, but we really shouldn't have. <laughs> we can't afford him. <laughs> oh, man. That's really funny. I like yeah, that. I like that a lot. I like it. <laughs> that would be good What's for it? an animation. Yes. Oh, May. Okay. <laughs> that off your front butt. <laughs> I don't want to do any more. <laughs> well, thank you, Dana. Those are great. Yeah, those, those are great. really great. Yeah. Thank you so much, guys. <laughs> thank you very much oh. for uh, taking some time and being on the podcast. I yeah, really thank appreciate you so it. much. An absolute delight getting to know you. And like, yeah. Was, yeah. Well, thanks, guys. And um, if you're ever in Toronto, let me know. Look me up. I have spare rooms. This is no. an expensive city just pl- to play. And I love uh, love hanging out with people. That's nice. so nice. Right? Yeah, yeah. Thanks Between- for your amazing stories. Yes. Yeah, thank you. I really only have 12 stories and anybody who knows me who's listening to this podcast has already heard these. (laughs) They know all about the 9-11 barn burning. (laughs) So that's three more episodes of the Hunks podcast we got. Yeah. 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 Yeah, No problem. Right on, right on. Uh, Do you want to plug your social medias or have people find you? You got a great website. Sure. Check out Wikipedia. What my Twitter is. Hang on. Uh, I think it's... My Twitter. My Twitter is Diana Francis Van. At Diana Francis Van, yeah, because I can't stay out of Vancouver. 
And um, what's my Insta? My Insta is just really pictures of my dog. Perfect. So if you really want to see pictures of Hunter the Golden Retriever, um, my Insta is dfrancis39. Francis with an ES. Nice. And um, yeah, do I have anything else to plug? I'm going to be doing a new podcast coming up um, with Steve Patterson. Oh, nice. cool. Yeah, we're just starting to ramp it up. It'll probably drop in April. Cool. Uh, and it's called The Canadian Star System with Steve Patterson. Oh, my God. Great. And the premise is really simple. Canada doesn't have a star system. We need a star system. Steve Patterson is going to make one. Each episode, he's going to talk to a famous Canadian who has made it in Canada and beyond. Uh-huh. And then we're going to ask that famous Canadian to shine the spotlight on somebody that they think deserves to have some love and sunshine. Oh, I love that. So it could be a comedian, a stand-up, a, yeah. a, you know, an actor. It could be a musician, a politician. It could be a, uh, an activist, a author, a dancer. So it's, you know, somebody yeah. like, we'd have somebody hopefully like Rick Mercer and then and an interview with Rick Mercer and then talk to the person then we bring the person on that Rick Mercer wants to shine some sunshine on oh cool awesome yeah. that's awesome and, uh, yeah so we're, we're really excited about that so I'll let yeah. you know when that drops nice Steve, yeah. can't wait to Steve give it a Patterson uh, mm-hmm. officiated our wedding what yeah <laughs> who yeah. said that Dana Dana and I were married we got married on the debaters oh fuck <laughs> <laughs> that was so great <laughs> you guys that was so great thanks congratulations I, I heard that mention, episode like, it was so great going back to the Richard side connection he you know was a big part in, in orchestrating that and yeah that's amazing <laughs> I write for the debaters now I write mm-hmm. um, Steve's stuff oh, oh cool yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Graham myself and Gary Jones write, write all of this stuff for Steve nice. that is so great That I remember that episode that was so funny and so smart <laughs> Congratulations, you guys! That was awesome. Do you have Thanks. a? Uh, do you know if there's a, a release date pain, pending for that podcast, or people can just follow you on social media and stay follow tuned me on and get excited media. about we'll, that? Yeah. Right on. Follow right me. On. Cool. Follow Steve Patterson, and we'll uh, we'll let people know when it's going to drop. It's a flo- It's a floating drop. <laughs> 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 um, speaking of floating drops, Rory Wells can they find hugs? <laughs> I'm going to choose to not take offense to that, but uh, you can find Hugs uh, on all social media, YouTube, Facebook, you Instagram, Twitter, <laughs> uh, Bandcamp, Sorry. TikTok, at Hunks Comedy. You can find us all, all of those places. And Matt, I understand Hunks is releasing a comedy album soon. Yeah, yeah, that's right, Tim. Uh, Hunks is releasing our very first, our debut uh, sketch comedy album that's going to be dropping April 1st it was recorded in a simpler time when people could gather and laugh so you can hear what that's all about you can get it everywhere especially Napster I can't stress that enough. <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah it's called Mouth Beef and you can pre-order it soon I think yeah I think now Oh, one other thing I wanted to mention is we've been writing a series of uh, art pieces for CBC Comedy as well. Pretty much every month we'll have stuff up on CBC Comedy. So check those out as well. I don't think we've ever mentioned it on the podcast. So Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Matt just penned one up. That was a funny Daylight Savings uh, article. And we got uh, some great hacks uh, for cleaning tips from Dana coming up and uh, yeah, check us yeah. out on patreon yeah 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 we got some fun <laughs> stuff on patreon as well patreon.com slash hunks comedy we have a clip from a live show we did back in uh, you know when you could do that 
Anyways, uh, that's been a season two, episode nine of the Hunks podcast. Thanks, of course, to Rusty Mattias for doing the audio. And uh, any last <laughs> words, Diana? I'm so happy that I'm episode nine. Nine is my favorite number, and oh, I'm perfect. wearing a necklace with the number nine on it. And I met my boyfriend on September 9, and he has a tattoo with nine nines. Yeah. Oh, my God. Oh. Wow. So. And the best day of your life was 9-11. <laughs> Right? <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Thanks, Diana. Thanks for doing so much. Bye. Bye. Hey, Dino, how was your weekend? Hey, it was all right, but I'm sure glad to be back at a job as commercial painters as it is Monday. Yeah, it sure is Monday, all right. And I know that because it's the day that we apply the primer to the walls like we're doing right now. Please elaborate on your weekend. Well, this weekend was the first time I met my mom's new boyfriend. Oh, boy, I bet that was awkward. Oh, you bet. You'll never guess what he said when I walked through that door. Oh, did he tell you that you should part your hair the other way? What? No. Why, should I? No, your hair looks great, Dino. That's why I'd never guess it. Oh, okay, thanks. So first of all, you'll never guess what this guy's name is. Fred! John! Fred! Fred Johnson? Fred Johnson. No, it's Sheldon Gertzen. Yeah, I'm no good with names. Yeah, and you'll never guess what he does for a living. A shoeshine boy. Well, shoeshine man. A shoe model? Shoe salesman? Some with shoes. No, he's a... A cobbler! No, he's a live-in nanny. Well, that's very interesting to me. Yeah, and you'll never guess the tired old speech he gives me. Oh, did he give you the Gettysburg Address? No. Uh, Martin Luther King's I Have a Dream? No. Don't tell me it was Sally Field accepting the Best Actress Award in 1980 for her powerful portrayal of Norma Rae, and I quote... You like me. You really like me. No, he gives me the old, I'm not trying to replace your father speech. Well, that's very predictable. Yeah, and you'll never guess how many kids this guy has. 23, 9, 1, none. No, 4, and you'll never guess their names. Bong Rip. What? Jean Short. No. Martin Short Skazy. No. The Crab Grabber. That is not a name. The Diary of Anne Frank. Stop guessing. I told you, I'm no good with names. The names are Shaden, Shane, Sheena, and Shelly. All right. So I'm talking to this guy, and it turns out... What, turns out they were all figments of your imagination? No. What, turns out you were in a coma for the past 12 years? No. What, turns out Sheldon was a tiny time-traveling Frankenstein whose family was lost in another dimension, and he needs pizza to survive, and his best friend is a chair who smokes and gives bad financial advice? No. What, turns he out he knows your dad? He does know my dad. Yeah, they play pickleball together. What a great guess. All right. Back to prime in these commercial walls. Yeah, we do not do private dwellings. No, that's because we are licensed as commercial painters. Hey, and if we're not commercial painters, then who are we? What, the Foo Fighters? comedy group from Winnipeg. Got it? They are Rory Fallis, Tim Gray, Matt Nightingale, and Dana Smith. Episodes are produced and recorded each week from their homes in Winnipeg, Manitoba, Canada. Additional production and sound design and stuff like that by me, Rusty Mattias, at my home. Thanks again to this week's special guest, Diana Francis. That's dfrancis39 on Instagram if you want to see pictures of her dog from Schitt's Creek. That's so cool! Make sure you listen and subscribe to the Hunks Podcast wherever you're listening to it right now. And tune in again next week for another special guest that will blow your freaking mind. Have a great week, everyone. Okay, bye!